Good morning, my name is Grace Holtz and our gathering scripture today comes from the book of Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 through 4 and Hebrews chapter 11 verses 8 through 10. This is the word of the Lord. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives your, and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. And all the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going, and even when he reached the land God had promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner, living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. Hey Grace 242, Pastor Bill coming to you from Mequon Nature Preserve on location for this week's message. I first learned about Grace 242 when I was a youth pastor at First Presbyterian Oostburg. Our church was going through a denominational transition at the time and we were leaving the PCUSA and we were going to affiliate with this new denomination called ECO, a covenant order of evangelical Presbyterians. And we had heard about this splant nearby in Ozaki County, people that had left a PCUSA church and wanted to plant a new ECO church. And it was at the time that I was hearing about this brand new church, Grace 242, that I learned that that church met in a nature preserve. And back in when ECO was new and our churches were both affiliating, they had these things called missional affinity groups. And First Presbyterian Oostburg's leadership was in a missional affinity group with Grace 242's leadership. And as part of that relationship that we had, First Presbyterian Oostburg hosted a leadership retreat on a Saturday at Sock Trail Conservation Club in Cedar Grove, Wisconsin, which is also Rob Weberding's hometown. And so we had reserved the Sock Trail Conservation Club and Grace 242's elders and deacons came up for the day and we met at the club and, and had our day of retreat. And I remember as part of that retreat, Pastor Tim Harrison was showing pictures of Grace 242's life together. And many of the pictures included shots from inside the nature preserve. And I remember thinking, that is so cool that they worship in a nature preserve. And I remember wondering, I wonder what worship is like inside a nature preserve. There was also at this time, I think this running gag that Tim told us about where there was a tortoise in the main room and apparently this tortoise used to take gigantic dumps in the middle of the service or something like that. But I just remember thinking it was so incredible that this new church was worshiping in a nature preserve. Well, flash forward to the summer of 2018 and my courtship with Grace 242 began when you had me here for three weeks in the summer to preach. And since that courtship began, uh, my family, whenever we would go down to Chick-fil-A to make a day out of it, because that's just how we do as a Rivelli family, we would go down to Chick-fil-A and we began to take routes to Chick-fil-A that went past Mequon Nature Preserve because it started carving a hole or carving a place into our hearts. And if I'm perfectly honest with you all, in those early days when we first came to know Grace 242 and when the courtship had begun, when we would drive past Mequon Nature Preserve, there was never a time in my life where I doubted that my family's future would be worshiping at Mequon Nature Preserve. I always knew, there was part of me that always knew that my family would be there one day. And then, 
As many of you know who have been inside the conference room at, at Mequon Nature Preserve, you know that they have these maps on the walls. And the maps show the nature preserve and the surrounding area. And there is one map that is zoomed far enough out to show Northridge on the map. And before this, knowing Grace 242 and coming to Mequon Nature Preserve, I had heard of Northridge Mall, uh, and it kind of intrigued me knowing that it was abandoned and that the city didn't know what to do with it. But I didn't know that it was only three quarters of a mile south from Mequon Nature Preserve. And so as soon as I saw that Northridge was right in this vicinity, I was like, wow, cool, I gotta go there. And so began my obsession uh, with the abandoned Northridge Mall. Lastly, when I became the pastor of Grace 242, people would ask me about my new job, and, and they still ask me about my job today. And I was always eager to tell them that our church did not meet at a churchy building. I was eager to tell them that our church did not own property, but that instead we rented space and met at a non-church called Mequon Nature Preserve. And I wore that as a badge of honor because at Grace 242 we say, we don't go to church, we are the church. And I feel like we put our money where our mouth is with that statement by meeting in a non-churchy building and not owning property. And so I always wore that as a badge of honor or as, as pride over my church in the fact that we didn't have a churchy building, we didn't own property, we just rented this nature preserve. So those are some of my memories from Mequon Nature Preserve. But now what I wanna invite you all to do is I want you to take some time with whoever you're watching this message video with Take some time to share your memories of times at Mequon Nature Preserve. Maybe you have a favorite memory you'd like to show, share. I'm gonna show a slideshow of Mequon Nature Preserve Grace Life while we do this, but take some time with the people who you're with right now to share some memories.
Hey Grace242, I'm coming to you today from Mequon Nature Preserve because last week the elders voted to give MNP our 90-day lease termination notice. And that went out this past week, Tuesday, on the same day that you got that letter from me about our leaving the Mequon Nature Preserve. And to be upfront about all this, we have determined that we have already left. Even though it is a three-month notice, uh, the elders have determined that we have already left Mequon Nature Preserve. As of right now, Mequon Nature Preserve's plan is to remain closed during the month of July and August, and then they hope to reopen in September. And at the end of September is when our current lease expires, our 90-day termination notice comes to fruition. And the elders have determined that even if Mequon Nature Preserve does open up their doors in the beginning of September, the elders have determined that we have already decided that we will not return to Mequon Nature Preserve, that this chapter of Grace 242's life is already closed. And when the elders made the decision to leave MNP, I immediately thought of Abraham. God brought my thoughts to Abraham because I feel like there are so many ways in which we as a community at Grace 242 can identify with Abraham right now. If you read the book of Genesis, chapters 3 through 11 are this downward spiral from the fall in the Garden of Eden all the way to chapter 11. We get introduced to Abraham after this downward spiral of humanity. And at this point, Abraham's name is still Abram. Now, Abram means father, but Abraham means father of many. And so as Pastor Tim Keller likes to say, Abram means daddy and Abraham means big daddy. Abraham is going to be the father of many because he is going to be built by God into a nation. This is God's promise to Abraham in chapter 12, verse 2. God says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. And so Abram is blessed to be a blessing. He is blessed because Abram has now been given the baton of being God's image bearer, his rain spreader, and making God's name known. Adam and Eve were to be God's image bearers and spread God's reign over this earth and make his name known. And now that torch has been passed from Adam and Eve to Noah, and now that torch is being passed to Abraham. He is blessed because he is chosen by God to be his image bearer, and he is blessed to be a blessing to others because if people come to know the Lord through Abraham's reign spreading, people have received the greatest blessing you can possibly receive. And so Abram is blessed to be a blessing. The first connection that we have with Abram is that he is chosen to do the Lord's work. A couple weeks ago, I drew your attention to a message by Pastor Francis Chan, and he preached this message to the house churches in the city of Hong Kong. And I chose that message partly because they're in such a similar scenario as we are, uh, being locked down, being in house churches. Uh, and he preached this message, and, and in that message, he drew our attention to a, a verse in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. This is what the Lord says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. God chose Jeremiah to be his prophet even before he was formed in his mother's womb. So even before God created Jeremiah, he had chosen him to be his prophet to Judah. He had chosen him to do his work. And so even before Jeremiah was born, God knew that Jeremiah would lament when Babylon attacked Jerusalem and laid waste to the city. God knew everything that Jeremiah would do for him. 
before Jeremiah was even born. And so I bring this up to say that God chose Abram before he was born to be the father of a nation, of God's rain spreaders. God chose Abram for the work that he would do for the Lord before he was born. God chose Jeremiah for the work that he would do for the Lord before he was born. And God chose Grace 242 for the work they would do for him, even before Grace 242 was a church. And so I say this to say that we're in a similar position as Abram because we have been called to spread God's kingdom reign over this earth. The Lord has chosen us even before we were an entity, even before we were a church yet. While God is commissioning Abraham and choosing Abraham to be the father of his nation, but the nation building will not take place in Abram's homeland of Ur. It's not gonna take place in Abram's homeland of Babylonia. God is gonna call Abram out of his homeland. And so we go to Genesis chapter 12 again and look at verse one. Here's God's call upon Abraham. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land I will show you. And so God has placed this call upon Abram to leave his home country and leave the life that he's known and go to a new place. Now that's not a very easy thing for Abram because he's a very wealthy man. He has lots of servants and lots of livestock and lots of possessions. And so to uproot and leave his life in Ur, in Babylonia, is not a simple thing. But yet, Abraham still does it. And I bring up this call upon Abram to leave his homeland because that's what we're facing right now. We're being called by God to leave the home that we've known at Mequon Nature Preserve. The elders have determined that God has called us away from this place at this time. Now, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge the difficulty in that. And I especially want to acknowledge the difficulty in the fact that we haven't even said goodbye to this place. We went into the pandemic not even knowing that we'd already said goodbye. I think the first Sunday we did not hold worship here was March 15th. And none of us had any idea at that point that we had already said goodbye to the nature preserve. And so I wanna acknowledge that this is just another huge change in the middle of a lot of changes already. And so I wanna say, I wanna give space for us to grieve. I wanna give space for us to be sad. I wanna give space for us to process the fact that the home that we've had for eight years is now the home that we feel God calling us to leave. Abram was called to leave his homeland and we've been called to leave the home that we've known for the past eight years. Similarly, there's this detail that you might miss if you don't pay close attention in chapter 12. Look at verse one again in Genesis chapter 12. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go. Well, go where? To the land that I will show you. God has simply called Abram to leave, but God has not yet revealed to Abram where he is going. Abram is leaving without a destination. And in the same way, God has clearly called us away from Mequon Nature Preserve, but he hasn't revealed to us where he wants us next. We're leaving without knowing where we're going. We don't know where our next location is yet. We don't know where our next home is yet. We're just leaving knowing that this is God's call to leave, but he has not yet shown us where he wants us next. When God called Abraham to leave, and did not show him where he was going yet. Abram left in obedient faithfulness. And we wanna leave Mequon Nature Preserve and follow his call. We wanna be obedient 
and we want to be faithful. And again, I just want to pause and say, I could not be prouder to be the pastor of a church that is willing to take a risk like this. This is crazy when you think about it. That God's called us to leave this place and we don't even know where our next home is yet. That's nuts! Who does that? What church does that? Well, apparently our church does and I'm proud of it. But there are far too few churches that would take a risk like we are right now. Because too many churches care about three S's. They care about safety, they care about stability, and they care about security. And those things truly are their guide. And what we've been doing in leaving Mequon Nature Preserve is we've been saying the call of God is more important to us than safety, security, and stability. Many people would look at us and say, you're nuts. But from my vantage point, I could not be prouder because we've said obedience to God's call and faithfulness to Him is more important than our security or safety or stability. I'm so proud of us. Abraham turned a call of God into action by being obedient and by being faithful. Hebrews, the author of Hebrews in this famous Hall of Faith chapter, chapter 11, has this to say about Abram's response to God's call. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed God when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. Now get this, he went without knowing where he was going. It was by faith that Abraham followed the call of God even though he didn't know where he was going. Earlier in this chapter in verse one, the author of Hebrews gives us a definition of what it looks like to have faith and to follow God on faith. Look at verse one. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about the things we cannot see. Faith is following the Lord even if you cannot see where you're going, even if you don't know what the destination is. Abram set off and left his homeland not knowing where his destination was. We are setting out from Mequon Nature Preserve. We're leaving, following the call of God, not knowing what our definition or what our, what our destination is. We can't see it, but we know that the Lord is leading us. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, We walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by trust in the Lord, not seeing where he's leading. That's what we're doing right now, is walking by faith. There was a missionary, uh, well, there, uh, her name is Jackie Pullinger. She, she's still alive. Um, but she grew up in Britain, went to college, got her degree in music. She was uh, an oboe uh, performer. And all of her life, she had felt like she was called to the mission field. And so she graduates with her degree in oboe, and, and she's feeling the Lord's call. And, and at, in Britain at the time, if you were a missionary, you went to Africa. And so she's seeing all these missionaries go to Africa, so she thinks, well, I guess I go to Africa. That's what missionaries do. So she starts applying to all these missions organizations, and she faces rejection letter after rejection letter after rejection letter. She keeps getting rejected. And so she's distraught and, and dejected and down and out because no missions agency is taking her. And so, so as she's depressed because nobody's taking her, she, she goes to this prayer meeting. 
and there were some people speaking in tongues at the prayer meeting and there was an interpreter so it was all decent and in order but but this is what she recounts from the prayer meeting that she went to as these people are are, are praying and speaking in tongues here's here's what her book says the meeting however was orderly and calm with normal prayers and songs one or two people who were present did speak a strange language that I did not understand, and others explained what they meant. But there was no booming voice from God talking to me. Then it came. It was not a great booming voice at all. Someone was speaking quite quietly, and I was completely sure that it was meant for me. Go, trust me, and I will lead you. I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you shall go. I will guide you with my eye. There it was, what he had been saying all along, but now it was underlined. I was sure that God had my life in hand and that he was about to lead me somewhere. And so Jackie Pullinger receives this confirmation from the Lord at the prayer meeting that he's indeed called her. He says, go, get out, just like Abraham, go, get out. And so Jackie goes from that prayer meeting, she seeks the advice of a friend of hers who's a minister. And here's what the advice of her minister friend was. He said, if I were you, Jackie, I would go out and buy a ticket for a boat going to the longest journey you can find and pray to know where to get off. And then his minister friend, her minister friend cited the call of Abraham to leave and get out. So Jackie does this. She buys a ticket, she boards a boat, and the boat takes her to Hong Kong and she steps off in the city of Hong Kong Here's a woman who has just gone. She's left Britain, steps off the boat in Hong Kong. She has no plan, no idea of where to go, no destination in mind. And so she just begins praying and asking for the Lord to lead her to where he wants her to serve. And she ends up ministering to the drug cartels and the drug addicted. The most dark parts of the city of Hong Kong became her mission field. And that's the people that she ministered to. She went without knowing where she was going. She got out of Britain to follow the call of God. Jackie was obedient and she was faithful. Abram was obedient and he was faithful. And we at Grace 242 want to be obedient and we want to be faithful. But there's a problem. And that problem is sin. And no matter how hard we try, we cannot be perfectly obedient and perfectly faithful because we are mired in sin. Abram, not long after he left and followed the Lord obediently, he wound up in Egypt and he starts lying about his wife's identity. He says to Sarai, say you're my sister because otherwise bad stuff will happen to me. And, and if I'm Sarai, I'm like, well, what do you think's gonna happen to me if I say I'm your sister? And, and sure enough, there's this impending disaster that the Lord just saves them from. But we already see Abram's sin at work just a, a little while after the call. There's only one human being who was perfectly obedient and perfectly faithful. And that human being is our Lord Jesus Christ. Because when the Father told Jesus, get out of heaven, leave your heavenly throne and go to earth, Jesus obeyed. When God said, leave your home of heaven and go to earth as a baby, as a human, grow up, die on the cross, rise from the dead, ascend back here. When God told Jesus to leave on that mission, he obediently did so. And so in this moment, I guess I'll just end by saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you 
that when your father said, leave your home, you went. <laughs>